0: Mary Holm is in at eighteen past two. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. I've been looking forward to this segment. Have you? Have you got a student loan? Uh, I got rid of mine actually. Did you? Oh, yeah, it's a good day yeah. that one. Yes. Good day for two reasons. One is that you've no longer got it hanging over you, and two, you suddenly get ten cents in the dollar more in tax. Oh, yeah. in your in your pay packet. Yeah, of course. Mm. Or twelve cents. I is think. It it is it these, these days? days. Yeah. yeah. Um, So today we're talking about student loans. Um, Do you want to talk about what you're going to cover, or shall I just go ahead and read the letter that we got Um, from the listener?
1: Maybe just read the letter first. She writes, it's quite a long, articulate letter, and I thought it covered a lot of bases on (laughs) student loans.
0: Um, By the way, if you haven't met Mary before, she's our personal finance expert, comes in every couple of weeks and takes a different aspect of money, the sort of stuff they don't teach in school, unfortunately. Good afternoon, Jesse. Just popping in to say I thoroughly enjoy the show and love tuning into the podcast. So I'd love to hear about student loans and some tips and tricks on how to deal with debt, especially at such a young age. Maybe you could get that Mary Holm to talk about it. <laughs> For myself, I'm wondering if it's best to save up money in a savings account or term deposit to gain interest and then pay it off in large amounts. Or is it better to slowly chip away at it with smaller an- amounts that I'll barely notice? How will it affect my life if I don't rush paying it off and have it hanging over my head for 20 years? Or is it best to make it a high priority to pay off? Travel is very important, and I understand the interest rules in that area. I'm a first-year student with a bit of money in my bank from two years working prior to starting uni. I'm hoping to own a house before I'm 30 and I'd love to know the best way forward. I suppose having a large amount of money saved up to pay off a student loan could be tempting to keep for a deposit on a house because you never know where you'll be in five years' time. It's crazy to me to think of the millions of dollars of student debt in New Zealand and how much it is or isn't affecting people. It could also be interesting to wait to see what the new government will do with student loans and study fees over the coming years. I really enjoy listening to you and Mary every second Thursday. You do have younger listeners tuning in, and I'm sure this is an interesting point for many people. All the best from Ayana.
1: Yeah, yeah, a neat letter, as I said. and um, She's clearly got her act together. She's one of these young people. Every now and then they write letters to me, and I think, you don't need any advice. You're going to do so well anyway. Mm. It doesn't matter, really. But um, She's worked before she's gone to university, which is not a bad idea, really, to just not only because... You can get a bit of savings behind you, but because you get a bit of life behind you. I mean, I've done actually three degrees in my life, and the first one straight from school, and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. You know, and then if you go out and work and then go back and do another degree, then you value your time more and and do, you're more efficient. And the grades show that the older students get <laughs> higher grades on average and, and all of that. So she's got her act together there. She's hoping to buy a, her own house before she's 30. She's an impressive young woman. This one,
0: yeah, good um, on you, Ayana.
1: Yeah. yeah, but one of the aspects of of student loans that that she alludes to really is the the psychological effects of having a loan yeah. um, and having it hanging over your head for twenty years. And, and your comment about how good you felt about about finally paying it off that's um, totally valid. I'm old enough that I didn't, I had free university, didn't ever have a, a loan, but I do remember paying off a mortgage. It's, it's a similar feeling. <coughs> Excuse me, a long term loan, great to get rid of it. Um, I. It, it seems to me people either worry too much or worry too little about student loans, though. They're one or the other. Yeah, you, isn't that you funny? I've noticed that. Yes, there's some people who just, it's a debt and they really want to get rid of mm. it, regardless of whether that's, the right thing to do. We'll get onto that in a minute. Mm. Um, then there are others who don't give a toss. And as long as they're in New Zealand and it's being taken out of their pay, well, th- there is no reason to really worry terribly much about it. But um, if you're going overseas, it's a good idea. We'll get into that in a minute as mm. well. Um, There's an interesting point, though. Uh, last time I was in and we were talking about, I think it was the last time, credit card debt. And there was somebody who texted or emailed you, and said that she—I think it was she—thought people might be more inclined, young people might be more inclined to run up credit card debt than older people because they've already got a student loan. Do you remember that? Um, any, anyway, I thought it was a really good point.
0: Yes, because yeah. yeah, that's right. Because it's sort of you're used to the idea of a mountain of debt. Mm, yes, and don't normalise it. it. Yes, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah, and and that's. Um, something we perhaps shouldn't shouldn't underrate mm. in, in the effect of student loans. The, that's another topic to get on to in a minute, actually, is whether the whole student loan scheme is a good idea or mm. not, which, which is an interesting one. But looking first at um, what's the best strategy, so the young correspondent, Ayana, said, is it best to save up money to gain interest and pay off the loan in large amounts, or, or slowly chip away at it with smaller amounts that you'll barely notice. And my response to that really is that, generally speaking, in financial stuff, it is a really good idea to do things a little bit at a time, paying off debt or, or saving. You know, if you just um, use small amounts, but frequently it's it's really surprising how much things add up yeah. b- before you know it. But... Um, the the issue about what's best to do, there's a kind of ethical or moral argument which says people should, well, they shouldn't even be borrowing a student loan in the first place if they don't really need the money. Um, but a lot of people do borrow because they know it's going to be interest free to pay it off, yeah. and they can therefore, if they've got some other savings, they can leave that in the bank earning interest and borrow the student loan as well. And when student loans first came came in in New Zealand, I remember having letters back then from people to my Herald column saying, you know, is this right or not for people to be borrowing when they don't absolutely need to? And at that point I was quite sort of morally indignant Mm and saying, no, they shouldn't. But I don't know whether... I've got less moral or less ethical. or or But it, it seems to me more and more, in, in fact, um, more than 90% of students now do borrow. So it seems like everybody's doing it whether they need to or not. And I can only say that each person's got to make their own decision about that. Um, but a heck of a lot of people do borrow who don't need to um, and then pay back the loan as slowly as possible because it's interest-free. And if you're just looking at the financial efficiency of things, that is the best way to do it. And, in fact, Ayaan is saying, um, is it best to save up lump sums and pay them off or to chip away at it? I would say neither is best when you're looking at the financial point of view. best to um, pay off your loan as slowly as possible and um, save up your money and, and do something else. She, you know, Get that deposit on that house going or something so, like that. So you're
0: talking yes. about... And paying off extra, right? So she should do whatever her statutory obligations are. Oh, of course. To take take it out of, um, they take it automatically out of her uh, tax that she pays when she gets an income. Yes. But you're suggesting to her that she shouldn't try and pay it off any faster than that. That, Because virtually anything else she does with the money will be more financially effective.
1: Yes, yeah, unless you're going overseas or, or or planning to go overseas soon, and then we'll get onto that in a minute, but then you have to And because, sorry, interest. Mary, we
0: should remind people that student loans are interest-free right now if you stay in New Zealand. That's yeah. right. Because it has it, changed it, over the years. It has, yeah. yes. Certainly it's, weren't interest-free when I was women paying mine off, but anyway. Weren't they?
1: No, no. And, you know, I mean, I was on an even... I was on the cautious number of all, <laughs> not, not yeah. having to borrow. <laughs> you know, the university was basically free. Mm-hmm. I think we had to pay union fees or something, but it amounted to, you know, under $100 or something Mm -hmm. like that. It was was good. So the basic rules, we should just go over that now, are there's an annual admin fee of $40 uh, if you've got a student loan, but that obviously is not a big deal for anyone really. Then once you earn more than, I love these government numbers, $19,136 a year, which is $368 a week before tax, then you have to start repaying the loan. Those funny numbers always come from the fact that they, they probably started out at maybe 15,000 and it gets adjusted by inflation each year and they end up with these um, ridiculous sort of sounding amounts. Mm. But anyway, once you have earned more than 19,000 a year, and so basically once you're getting a full-time job for many students... Um, 12% of your pay above the 19,000 so it's not 12% of all of your pay so if you're earning say only 25,000 a year then it's not going to be a big amount it's only 12% of um, 5,000 odd dollars automatically taken out of your pay if you're self-employed you've got to make the payments though um, yourself you've got to make sure you get those payments in um, and you make payments I think it's twice a year and if you're late with those payments, there are late payment rates so if you're um, overseas currently the rate of interest is four point four percent which is lower than it used to be um, if you're overseas or in New Zealand and you're self employed or overseas or you're self employed person in New Zealand and you make late payments then you're paying 8.4% instead of 4.4%, which is a heck of a – quite a high interest rate, really. Um, I should note here, though, that if – I was just reading online this morning about this. If you get behind and go to IRD, which runs the student loan scheme, and, and you've got behind and you're, you're going to be incurring these high penalties of 8.4%, you can make an arrangement to pay back, to catch up on, on the loan – um, and if they accept that arrangement, then you pay six point four percent so someone out there who's either self employed and hasn't been paying or is overseas or has been overseas and has got a debt that's that they're being charged interest on be a really good idea to go and talk to the ID and they'll make an arrangement with you to pay a certain amount back weekly or monthly or whatever, and reduce the interest rate from eight point four to six point four which is going to make really quite a big difference mm. in how much you pay back um Another point here: the
0: good, the good advice for any debt that's getting out of control. Oh advice.
1: God, yes, it really, it, that's really true. You know, if you got behind on a mortgage or credit cards or whatever, if you go to the lender and say, "I want to do something about this," I haven't disappeared. Um, yes, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really common for them to to make some kind of um, arrangement where you won't pay quite as much interest or quite as much in penalties, um, and just the relief. You know, I mean, God, who wants to be living a life with some kind of debt hanging over you, just waiting mm-hmm. for somebody to catch up with you? And every time there's a knock on the door, is that going to be someone serving papers on you? Or horrible, yeah, horrible. Or, or, um, yeah.
0: Well, I know someone overseas who's done nothing about their student loan, and I oh, do think yes. next time they come to New Zealand, they're going to be freaking out. Yes. That, you know. I mean, yeah, we'll get onto on that in it. just yeah.
1: a minute. Actually, that that's a really good point. The um, I just wanted to say first that. The, the IRD website, which is n z if you just go into there and, and do a search on student loans, there's a lot of really good information there mm. that's clearly explained, and it includes a student loan repayment calculator for if you're living in New Zealand or living in over, overseas. There are two different versions of it, and you can work out how much you're going to pay back and under what circumstances, how much interest, and that sort of stuff. So that's pretty neat. Tool, But moving on to what happens if you go overseas, um, you can go over for, over for less than six months and things just continue on as if you were still in New Zealand. It's mm-hmm. still basically interest free. By the way, when they say interest free, I understand they do put interest on the statement and then they write it off. Okay. So it's actually there. Always whether you're but they don't write it off if you're overseas is how it works, okay. technically speaking. Mm. But um if you're overseas you're gonna pay four point four percent interest, which is not high. It's you know, it's a pretty reasonable rate really. Um, you have to make your payments twice a year and those payments are based on the loan amount. Whereas when you're in New Zealand it's just twelve percent of, of your pay above nineteen odd thousand. So it, within New Zealand, your repayments are based on your income. Mm. Whereas and,
0: and what did you say about overseas, sorry?
1: Overseas, it's based on the loan amount. Okay. The balance of the loan, they, they have sort of brackets. If your loan is between 10000 and 20000 then you have to pay X per month. And okay. if it's between 20000 and thirty, you pay Y per month, something like that. Um, and the, And there are late payment rates for people who get caught overseas and... Um now now one a couple more points about this and we should talk about your friend too or your someone you know who's who's overseas and not paying and I've known certainly known people like that probably many listeners know mm. people who are overseas and have just decided to just switch off the student loan mm-hmm. loan switch um you can if you know you're going overseas um you can take a repayment holiday for up to a year oh, yeah. interest still Um, accumulates on the loan but not penalty interest, Mm -hmm. not the higher interest rates you have to apply for that while you're in New Zealand or within six months of leaving New Zealand you can apply and say I don't want to make Repayments while I'm away, and that will particularly apply to people who are going overseas and and not expecting to earn anything yeah. or or earn or not not, much. not have a job
0: lined up or yes. yeah starting again in London as so many yeah. of us have done
1: and exactly and you know and then if you do get a job it might be pretty low pay yeah. so that's not a bad idea you, you can only do it for a year and you do have to apply either before you go or within six months of leaving but. Um, that'd be a good idea for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that's we good had to know, a, thank you. Yeah. We had a listener who sent an email to you, you forwarded it to me that said, Could you please comment on a person on a low wage and student loan of about thirty-five thousand living overseas and considering going bankrupt to clear their loan. And I've got a lot of sympathy with this this person because that's quite a big loan, thirty five thousand. The average loan, let's see, is about twenty one, so they've got a fairly big one living overseas on a low wage and facing quite big loan payments. But I would say, no, no, don't go bankrupt. Going bankrupt sometimes has huge appeal to people with a lot of debt because you can actually, through that, get out of paying your debt. But from then on, for the rest of your life, that's on your record. If you want to borrow money to buy a house or um, or just get a credit card, mm. um, it's not... A good thing to, to have happen to you. It's also probably a heck of a lot of hassle. I would suggest that that person writes to the IRD and says, can we make some kind of arrangement for me to pay this back? Here's Look, here I am. Here's my situation. Mm. Um, and what they're quite likely to then do is come up with some plan that might mean this person's paying back their loan over a long, long period. You know, But It gets to reasonable payments Um, and I just, I mean one of the um, things that, one of the sentences I saw on the IAD website this morning says we may stop you leaving New Zealand next time you travel so that it's, I don't think it happens so much when people are coming back into the country Mm -hmm. the one you were talking about, I don't think immigration um, you you know monitors who's coming in Mm -hmm. but I and I'm not sure how they would catch you when you're leaving either but um oh, yeah blank list. yes who wants to have this ghastly feeling when you're either coming back into the country mm. or heading out on a, you know a nice holiday or an exciting trip to have a feeling that someone might tap you on the shoulder and say oh yeah. come over here you can't go um I really Particularly,
0: I would say if you if you're in a job where you can afford the pay, the well, repayments, yes, yeah, you know? there's I've got more sympathy yes. with somebody who's who's struggling over there, and you know yes. it'd be hard to find a thousand bucks to send home every three months, but yeah. but if you've done really well overseas. Mm. You know, there's there's like, kind, kind of a, a bit of a moral judgment in here as well, I suppose, but yes. you're really taking the taxpayer for a ride, aren't you? You
1: are. You know, and, the, and then people, a young man I know who was like that, turned and looked at me to me and said, well, you didn't even have to pay student mm-hmm. tuition, you know, um, so what right have you got to judge me? But the the thing is that we are operating under a different system now, and we'll, we will get onto that in a minute about whether it's a good or bad system, but... That is the way it goes, and it isn't really fair to your fellow students, the other people your age who've paid back their loans if you don't. That that might not persuade people, but the the idea of getting caught at the border might. Mm. Yeah. Just a quick question: um,
0: you might be able to answer this straight away. Is yeah. working in Australia does that count as overseas? asks one person on text.
1: Oh, as far as I know, yes, because it would mm. say it would say otherwise. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, does having a student loan make it harder to get a mortgage? Well, and that was one of Ayana's questions, mm. and I wasn't that sure about that, so I asked a mortgage advisor called Wayne Laurie, who who I've corresponded with in the past, who's been helpful in the past. He said the banks don't tend to be worried about the loan, but they are worried about people's ability to repay a mortgage. Mm-hmm. So when you apply for a mortgage, they're going to ask what your regular expenses are, and if those include student loan payments, that has to just go down on the list with other regular expenses When the bank's looking at whether they think you're likely to be able to repay. Um, And he gave an example. If you've got a $50,000 student loan, you're going to be repaying about $300 a month um, on that. Oh, no, sorry. If you're earning $50,000, it is. Yes, in New Zealand, you're going to be repaying about $300 a month. And so that was going to, would be taken into account by a mortgage lender. He notes that, by the way, that if you've got a couple and one of them's on maternity leave, um, then that's actually not going to... Because that person's not earning anything while they're on leave, they have got no obligations to repay a student loan, so it doesn't go down on the list of, of expenses the mortgage lender's looking at. Okay. Um, and I also asked um a credit scoring company called credit simple mm. who gives you scores on on how good your credit is whether a st- having a student loan would affect that and she said student loans aren't part of the consumer credit reporting so it doesn't affect a person's credit score um, and it shouldn't affect getting a credit card either it's just if you've been defaulting on a credit card or something like that that it's harder to get um, to get a get another credit card but it shouldn't really affect credit cards in other words and with but with with mortgages it does affect your ability to repay the loan so that's where that comes in um and then do we want to – have you got any other questions? Or do we I've want got to, heaps coming in, actually, you? but I, but
0: you stick yeah. with what you've got. Okay, <laughs> because
1: we, we tend to run out of time. Yeah. And I, I was just wanting to have a sort of chat about the, whether the student loan system's a good idea. Iana Would you thinks, like
0: Noam Chomsky's ver- view on this, now? Sure,
1: I'd love it, yeah.
0: Thanks to the person who texted this in. I'm quoting Noam Chomsky here. Students who acquire large debts putting themselves through school are unlikely to think about changing society. When you trap people in a system of debt, they can't afford the time to think. Tuition fee increases are a disciplinary technique, and by the time students graduate, they are not only loaded with debt, but have also internalised the disciplinarian culture. This makes them efficient components of the consumer economy. That's very nonchalms chomsky um, it, it
1: is, it is. <laughs> yes, it, but interesting to think about. It, it, is, it's, it is interesting to think about. Um, he's probably talking about America, where the loans, I think, tend to get higher than here. Mm. Um, a few a few numbers, um, Ayana talks about millions of dollars of student debt, and in fact the number's 15 billion, more than 15 billion oh, wow. in New Zealand, so it is a lot of money. The average loan's 21,000, which isn't huge, but about 15% of the population have got student loans and i was thinking well 15%s not that high but when you count out all children and all people my age and older and you know middle aged and up really who didn't have student loans it must be a big proportion of young adults a very big proportion of young adults mm. but um paul goldsmith back earlier this year when national was running the the um government said New Zealand spends three times the OECD average on financial aid to students. Only the UK spends more. So we, you know, by international standards, we are giving quite a lot of financial help to students. Mm-hmm. And university education costs about 71% of that is coming from the government, so only about 29% coming from students. And by the time you allow for the fact that Um, student loans are interest free it's actually even more that the government and the taxpayer is actually paying. So the individual student even though the fees might seem quite high on average most, the vast majority of the cost of their education is still coming from the taxpayer Um, and another interesting argument comes from an an organisation called Universities New Zealand which says graduates earn between 1.3 and 4 million more over their working lives than a non-graduate. so, um, And that's a really interesting point um, because when I keep going back to when I was a student, but in those days, a lot of people, and there were powerful unions like the watersiders and the freezing workers and that, they made a lot more than graduates and you had to go quite well into your career before you made as much as they did. And all all the guy students on summer holidays would go and work on the wharves or in the freezing works and make big money while the girls' students couldn't make much because they didn't want us on the wharves and in the Mm -hmm. freezing works in those days. But the correlation now between education and, and income is much stronger than it used to be. So if students are running up big debts, they do tend to um, earn a lot more later. And, I mean, the very big debts you see with med students and that because they've been at university for many years. But they do go out and make, you know, some of the medical people make very big money. uh, I thought of
0: it when I was at university. This can make me sound like a goody-two-shoes, but I thought of my student loan as borrowing off my future self. I thought, look, I'm not earning anything at the moment. Hopefully, one day I'm going to be a lawyer earning heaps. And so, if I draw down $400 so that I yes. can eat properly this month and pay my rent, then I'm sure future Jesse won't mind. And I've got to say, future Jesse was fine with that.
1: Yes. You know yes. What I yeah, mean? You know, no, no, that's a re- that is a really good way to put it. It, it is, um, you know, I mean, we probably, I bet you're getting loads of um, messages in from people saying it's not fair because generations earlier didn't have to get, yeah. didn't have to pay for their fees. Well, someone
0: actually says, Mary, your education wasn't free. It was paid for by my hard-earned tax.
1: Yes, it, yes, and, and that is a really good way to put it. It was free to me. It was paid for by other people, and and I appreciate that. <laughs> those, those intergenerational comparisons, though, we have talked about them a bit before. They are so complicated. Yeah, yeah. there'll be other ways in which you, the young get a better deal than the older mm-hmm. ones do. It's, Yeah, yeah. How are we doing? I'm um, pretty good. Yeah.
0: Uh, just to confirm, ask someone: Does the no interest apply forever, as long as you keep paying the minimum automatic payments?
1: Yes, and as long as you live in New Zealand. Yes, that's under the current system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Hey, thanks for your help, Mary. It's a pleasure. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah.